0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Root of the Matter podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Rachel Carver, and I am over the moon today to have our guest, Dr. Jay Davidson. As many of you who have listened to the podcast know, he's somebody I look up to, even though he may be a little younger than I am, but he has a very curious mind, just like me. And I think that's something, when I first heard him talk, he resonated with me immediately. And as many of you also know, it's his products. He's one of the co-founders of CellCore Biosciences, and it's his magical parasite products that really took my eczema to the next level. And Dr. J was... Uh, kind enough to give me the platform to do my first national speaking gig. So very, very exciting to kind of spread the word about how the oral cavity has so many impacts systemically. So Dr. Jay, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your your background, how you went from being a chiropractor to co-founding this amazing company?
1: Yeah, it's great to be on here, Rachel. I we joke about how our brains think so similarly. So it's <laughs> it's fun to hang out and chat and be able to hang out with your family on vacationing and things like that too. So it's, it's, it's great. I really appreciate you doing the podcast. My backgrounds, I wanted to do sports. Ate, breathed, lived sports, watched sports, played sports. That was like all I wanted to do. And then I had this knee injury, dislocation of the kneecap, and then just kept happening and happening. So then I had to quit football, junior high, quit basketball in 10th grade, and then I had the knee surgery between my 11th and 12th grade year of baseball. So was sports all year round, basically, and then the knee took it out. And when I was going through knee surgery, which was, you know, quite painful and traumatic <laughs> and quite the recovery. I remember getting the knee immobilizer off after having it on for about six and a half weeks and my quad muscle was gone. It was like the same size as my calf muscle on my other leg. And so I went to the PT and and started getting into the health thing of obviously recovering my health. And I told the physical therapist, I'm like, man, I think I want to be a physical therapist. And he's, no, you don't want to be a PT. (laughs) I'm like, what? He's like, be a PA or be something else. You definitely don't want to be a PT. I'm like, okay. And so that got my wheels spinning on health and then went to college and was looking at what type of careers are in health and literally went to the college guidance counselor and they're like well massage and chiropractic kind of fit in what you're it seems like you're interested in I'm like oh I'll try chiropractic right so I went to chiropractic school ended up going with my wife now uh, so we went to school together we went Went to class together and did that and then decided we wanted to open our our practice on our own. And so we opened our practice and very much structural correction-based, but also a lot of lifestyle things, a lot of detox, a lot of exercise, very much into the high-intensity interval training, fitness, burst training, surge training type things, and did a lot of education. Was on the radio, loved it, but then after a few years really kind of hit a wall and just wasn't happy. and, And I feel as if for... The human being, when we have symptoms, when we have this emotion that comes up of, wow, I'm not happy or I'm angry or I'm frustrated, it's just, I think God or your your higher self is just trying to talk to you and say, hey, maybe there's a little different path that you need to be on. Maybe you should focus on something else. Maybe you're missing something, right? And I I was actually just getting frustrated in the chiropractic office just for not, not being fulfilled and was really big practice probably in the top 1% of all chiropractic offices for volume of patients, right? 650, 670 patients a week that I would almost adjust by myself. But then when my daughter was born, this was in 2012, my wife just didn't recover and the bottom fell out and everything just was like in chaos, was in flux. I mean there was countless nights. I don't even want to think about this because it brings me to such an emotional point still even 11 years later, but just so many nights not knowing if she's going to, not wanting to go to bed because I didn't know if she was going to be alive in the morning when I woke up. So it was a really dark spot. A couple months after my daughter was born, her body was just shutting down, stopped producing breast milk. And so that was just a huge shift of what's going on. How do we figure this out? And so that's when I went into the Lyme disease world because my wife was diagnosed with Lyme disease when she was about seven years old. was in a coma for about six weeks and had a bunch of health issues that started after that, right? So, of course, her family says she's perfectly healthy until seven and then had Lyme and then everything transpired. And she had a couple heart surgeries, SVT, supraventricular tachycardia, cardio, her heart took off, sinuses scraped. Just They diagnosed her with cancer under her arm, turned out to be benign, and they removed this huge thing. It's just all these weird, weird things, right? So, that just triggered my OCD-ness of figuring things out. What what am I missing? What's going on? And that really that was the initial impulse into the Lyme world, Lyme disease. And as my wife got better and recovered, then I started seeing people that were just like her story. Because people related to her story. And they're like, what did you do to help your wife? Because she was like so bad. And so I just pretty much mimicked what I did with her and helped others. And and then just new new challenges came about, right? It always as a practitioner, it feels like we get new challenges that get brought up so that we keep expanding and we keep growing and we keep figuring things out. So, yeah, my start, I would say, in the functional medicine world, if you will, was definitely in the chronic Lyme disease and it was the school of hard knocks. So, but I'm here to say my wife is, she's early 40s, super healthy. My daughter, 11 years old, vibrant when I'm, we're, we're super happy, but it was a very challenging, challenging ride journey
0: love what you said and I think that's an important point for us all to understand how when we get to a point when we have physical symptoms because this was me right I was chugging along went to dental school doing my thing opened my practice and then all of a sudden right in quotation marks I get eczema all over my hands when my second daughter was born same kind of time frame right 12 years ago again another connection we have Mm -hmm. (laughs) the universe was conspiring at us at the same time and and so a lot of us sometimes when we get sick We think, oh my God, how unlucky I am or whatever. But I really think had I not gotten excellent, right? I would not have gone on this journey to understand what is my true path? What is my purpose here on the planet? And it was a struggle. It was very hard to go through it. But looking back, I'm like, and I remember the first time I ever gave a talk to people in my community, it was a group of, of women in business. I came home and I was like over the moon and I told my husband, I said, Pete, I was like, this is what I meant to do. Right. I was like, I'm on cloud 10. I mean, I just, it was, it was like that, that force coming in me. and every time I speak, I could be so exhausted and tired, but I know when I'm going to get up on that stage or talk in front of people, like I just turn on, right. It's this whole other level of energy comes over my body. So I think it's a good point for people to understand when something. Happens to us, or if we get sick, what is this right trying? And I've talked to you many times. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like my eczema is coming back. And I've done all the things. And Jay will say to me, well, what's going on in your life now? Right. What are you, what are you, and I'm like, you're right. That's exactly what it is. It's this emotional thing. What is my body trying to tell me? Right. And so I want people to understand that. And it's horrible when we get diagnosed with things like cancer or something like that. But You'll follow a lot of people who've come out the other side and they'll say it was the best thing that ever happened to them because it made them re-examine their life. And I think we've talked a little bit on the podcast how everything in life is energy and our thoughts and our feelings, they're putting that energy out there, right? And so I think we need to be aware of that when we come sick. To... And obviously there are physical things we could do, like Dr. J's wonderful parasite products. That really got at some of the root cause of the problems going on in my liver with all the parasites that were blocking other things. But there was that other component. I was also at the same time doing some of that mental, emotional work. Well, let's talk a little bit about CellCore. Everybody who listens knows I'm a, I'm a big fan of these products for many reasons, but not just because the products work so well. To me, I think a lot of the reason why it works so well is because when you guys were first designing this, so Dr. Todd Watts is the other co-founder, there is so much good intention and energy behind the products. Like When they are designing these products, they are literally muscle testing them to make sure they've had to throw out thousands and thousands of product because it doesn't meet their standard when it goes to, to mass production. So to me, I really believe that there's so much positive intention in the products that it's another reason why they work so well because we're aligning with the energy of health and love right I mean love is the the highest frequency out there and there is so much love in these people and these these products so tell us a little bit about how selfware came about.
1: It's like you're kind of bringing back some nice past trauma of throwing lots of product out, especially trauma for our CFO, right? The right. I know. Person. But it, it, I mean, it comes back to what's the intention, right? The intention is to improve health and to get to the core issues. And if you don't have your health, you have nothing. And before even diving into the supplement realm on Cellcore, I just want to circle back a little bit on nobody can replace your own journey, meaning that it's got to be you through your journey to really put the pieces together. And from an energetic standpoint, people are different. And a lot of times, though, the symptoms and things we feel are just signals where our body's trying to communicate to us or we're tr- or there's a communication happening, right? I can walk in a room and feel what people feel. That's my energetic level. And I always thought when somebody would ask me, hey, how are you doing? But they would ask it and they're like, how are you doing? It was like the question was like bringing me down. I'm like, man, I... And And just be the quick thought of I thought it was doing really well, but now, I mean, maybe I'm not. And then what I've realized over the years is, oh, I'm just picking up their i'm I'm feeling what they're feeling, right? They're not happy. They're not doing well, even though they're asking me how I am. and and that's this whole empath, right? Where you can pick up other people's energies. So it's it's everybody's got their journey. Everybody's got their purpose, Everybody's got the walk they have to walk on. And I feel like you hit your wall. Or you get ran over by a bus or punched in the face, or pick your analogy when you're not hearing the signals around you. So, for my wife, for instance, she had anxiety so bad before my daughter was born in 2012. For two years, she wouldn't even go on an airplane. So, she stopped going to conferences with me. If we went anywhere, we would drive just because of the anxiety, just the thought of, I'm gonna go on an airplane and the anxiety that would build up. Well, clearly, Right. That is not uh, um, a good feeling to have where somebody, it affects your life so badly, which of course we didn't hear that enough to go figure out what's the underlying cause. Then my daughter was born and then things got even worse. So it's like symptoms continually increase until you hear that. Oh, maybe I need to do something about this. Maybe this is a signal. So I just kind of wanted to close that loop on it. But yeah, CellCore. we started June of 2017, Dr. Todd and I. And we were just friends. And I was just, we just became really good friends. And then we were at a conference and my brother-in-law said, hey, why don't you partner with Todd and come out with some better parasite formulas? And this is just when Todd finally, after three and a half years, got mimosa pudica seed into a capsule where he could sell to the masses because before it was a compound pharmacy that was like hand encapsulating. But he had already seen huge changes. And i had seen That was one of the biggest changes I'd seen in the Lyme disease world was from this mimosa pudica (laughs) seed or this para one, and so when my brother said that, I was like, "Wow, that's a that's a really good idea." I i I think we should. And Todd said, "Yeah, we I I think that's a great idea." And so we partnered, starting Cellcore Biosciences, and I just thought it was going always going to be kind of like this hobby, and we'll come up with some parasite formulas and still do our thing, and then the and then obviously, God had a different plan where it just took off and um, became a very large company very quickly and impacting a lot of people. And that's just when I put my full-time effort into it. And the goal is really just how do you create something that is beneficial? And so Todd and I are both clinicians, just like yourself, Rachel. And it's just looking at what are we missing out there? Because there was there's so many promises that other companies would say and take this and take that and this fad and that fad and it was like well what's impactful and so we just were going through hey we're we're, we need something clinically in this area and so we formulate a product we need something in this area and formulate a product the next thing you know we had a we had a protocol and the protocol expanded and, and as we figured this one piece out then it would change and then then we realize oh we're kind of missing this thing so the newest thing that we've recently figured out is this leaky blood vessel syndrome which is just I, I think a massive breakthrough in foundational medicine and going to be for functional medicine as well too where we, we go through a trauma or we go th- whether it's physical mental emotional right or a, a female has a baby and it's like why do some females able to bounce back and they're like their bodies are back right where they were before and why other people, right, through this chronic illness or through the pregnancy labor process or through such and such trauma, they they can never bounce back. And that was just one of these lingering questions I had in my head, and which has really led us to figure out this whole leaky blood vessel syndrome uh, side, that once there's trauma, there's the blood vessels in our body, which cardiovascular system is extremely important. They chronically will leak until you basically close those gaps up. And I was like, "Oh man, this is answering so many questions of the chronic candida, the fluff that people build, especially female gender with like the the back of the arm, and just it's it's oh I'm I'm getting fat, but you look, you're like that's not fat, that feels more like fluid and extracellular matrix and the fascia being inflamed." And so our our purpose always with CellCore is just continuing to figure out the pieces to the puzzle. So when you look at a product, it, it's not the standard just an herb or whatever. It's it's usually a mixture. We have the carbon carbons in there as well, which are basically come from fulvix and humic acid, which essentially is the best adaptogen that's out there. So it helps for a product to be absorbed. It helps to shuttle it or buffer it through the stomach acid so it doesn't get chewed apart because the stomach acid is pretty, pretty brutal when you're consuming supplements and herbs and things like that, plants. So it helps to buffer it, helps the absorption, and also helps to bind on to chemicals and toxins. And I really believe at least Right now in 2023, that most of people's health issues are triggered by a toxicity, a chemical toxin, toxicant, which isn't just lead from a pipe that we're drinking water, which is very impactful. But it's also all these industrial environmental toxins that we're breathing in, that we're being exposed to, that are in our wa- that get into the water supply. The food supply is big too. But I really feel like what we actually breathe in and what we drink are some of the biggest uh, toxins, and those toxins then just decrease the body's ability to be healthy, happy, and heal. And so everybody in the world, last few years, has been worried about the boogeyman that doesn't exist in the corner, the the virus and how I'm going to catch it, It's but do you realize that there's over 86,000 chemicals that have been approved by the EPA? that are man-made, just in America that have never really been tested, let alone how they interact with any other chemical. And we're going to say, oh, this is what, let's worry about all these bugs. It's like we're made of bugs, right? But it's only when we're exposed to a stressor or a toxin that then the bug changes because it's trying to biodegrade that poison. And so we think we think the firefighters are the cause of disease, but the firefighters just always show up at the fires because they're trying to put the fire out. So we're kind of missing what's triggering actual health issues.
0: So tons to unpack in there. And so first thing I want to say is about Dr. J mentioned foundational medicine, which may be kind of a new term. We've all heard probably the term functional medicine. So we have what we call allopathic or traditional medicine. And we have functional medicine, which it's kind of like, all right, let's replace all those pharmaceuticals with supplements and maybe some lifestyle. But foundational, which Dr. Jay and Dr. Todd have really brought to the forefront, is is, even, is more impactful, as he's, to, use, to use his word. What is the cause, right? The whole name of my podcast, The Root Matters, what is causing it? And what he just said is very important for Salt-Hung Chan. We are all loaded with bugs, microbes, parasites. But as Dr. Jay said, it's when that toxin comes in and it changes the terrain. Okay, So that we have germ theory, we have terrain theory, and <clears throat> germ theory got very popular because we could make drugs that would kill the bugs. And so that was obviously made a lot of money and, and seemed to be the answer. There's a bug, let's kill it and then we'll be better. However, we know in modern medicine that, that that's not really the case. And we know you could have the flu, but your spouse doesn't get it. Well, how is that possible? If it's all about the bug and you're sharing the space all the time, then you should both get it, right? And you should both have the same disease. But we know that's not true because your body is different from your spouse's body, different from your kid's body, and right? So it's all about how our body, so we shouldn't be afraid of a bug. So when the next pandemic comes our way, we need to rem- move away from fear and power ourselves with knowledge. Because when we can create a healthy body, we should be able to tackle These these toxins. But that's the problem. As Jay said, there are over 86,000 toxins in in our body This is what I've been talking about with gum disease. So when people have, have gum disease, it's not like you all of a sudden swallow these bad bugs. When you have toxins that you're eating, breathing, thinking, right, the whole terrain in your body changes. And so now in a toxic environment, right, those bugs are now having to try to deal with these toxins. They're going to give off their own toxins and you create this kind of cyclone. So we have this idea of pleomorphism where the nice, happy bugs, healthy bugs in your mouth, they can no longer exist in this very acidic, nutrient depleted environment. So we pleomorph into the forms that do survive in this acidic and they seem to be more toxic and they can lead to a lot of these systemic problems. So that's how we kind of have to rethink about what's happening in our body. How do we remove these toxins? How do we create more health in our body, right? So we got to get at that foundation. This is what I love about Cell Corp, because they, they talk about being intentionally disruptive and they are so focused on education, right? They don't just come up with these things out of nowhere. There are so much scientific basis. For what i'm talking about here but nobody knows about it i think what was it that harvard study maybe 10 20 years ago right that said it takes 17 years from something to come out in the scientific literature for it to become part of regular everyday medicine which is crazy because after 17 years it's not even relevant anymore right so so this is what we're talking about we really want people to move away from being fearful and to empower yourself with the knowledge Knowing how do we create the healthiest terrain in our body? And what's so great about this cell core is this is what cell core is doing, right? It is taking the 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 bodily process. They told me so much about cell core, told me so much about drainage. Everybody knows the word detox. Oh, just go do your twenty one day detox and you'll be all peachy cream. You don't have to do it for another six months. Well, that would be great if we didn't have eighty six thousand chemicals in the environment that we're eating and breathing to no end. My children who are raised on organic foods and all this healthy stuff, once a year, I'll run a talk screen on them. And it is shocking, shocking what I find in their bodies. I ran one on myself once. I had extremely high levels of DDT coming out in my urine. DDT was banned three years before I was even born. Yet here I am having exorbitant amounts of of this toxin so it's everywhere even those of us who who are aware of these things and trying to to live this healthy life it's just everywhere so that's why i'm a really big fan of cell binders i make my kids take binders every single day um because we've got to get this our kidneys and our liver our lymph was not designed for this onslaught um of toxins that we have in our world today and cell binders Jay talked a little bit about the carbon technology and how that's different. So maybe tell us a little bit about your binders, why it's different than, say, an activated charcoal. Tell us a little bit about carbon technology and why that's yeah. so powerful.
1: Yeah, so the humic and fulvic acid are basically selective binders. So when you think about that, and this is in basically the literature, it is through... Thousands of years of decay of plant matter that basically condense into these molecules of humic acid, and then fulvic is within that. And these molecules are amazing at going into the body and donating minerals. They're amazing at going in and binding on to chemicals in the body. And the best part of this, if you think about maybe the best analogy, would be if I am at a campfire and I throw a log on there and I'm creating a fire and when that fire burns, what I'm left with after the log is gone is basically just ash, right? That's, that's what is called activated charcoal. However, I would call that more of spent charcoal, that the energy is already expended because it created the heat, where the fulvic and humic, the energy hasn't been expended yet, meaning that when you consume it, then there's energy for that product to actually, or for those molecules essentially, to go and take action within the body. Activated charcoal is the energy spent, so it's gonna be limited on what it can actually, where it can get to, energetic-wise, and the reactions it can do. And then it's also a large chain carbon, whereas fulvic acid is a small chain carbon. And the size matters, so the smaller the molecule is, the more it can get deeper down into the tissues, into the cell, into where things are at that need to be bound up, basically.
0: Which is important because toxins aren't just in our gut,
1: right? They're all over. Yeah, and that is that is a big thing, right? Activated charcoal could be fine for the GI because that's where it's going to stay, right? If somebody has a really bad leaky gut, well, then maybe you get some molecules sneaking across the leaky gut and getting into some of the tissues, but it, they're not going to get far because they're just big inherently and they don't have the energy to bind and to hold, whereas fulvic, fulvic with its size, not only crosses through one of our scientists had said years ago it's just it's like thinking about a a ghost through a wall right just goes right through it's ability basically to get inside inside of the cell but it also has the energy to bind and then to leave the body so fulvic and humic from what we've found and obviously what i'm not even sure the number of how many people have experienced this thousands tens of thousands whatever it is now hundreds of thousands you notice a change with it, and the best part of this from a protocol standpoint is the binders can be taken with or without food, and activated charcoal, which really should be just called spent spent carbon, right, spent charcoal, that usually is empty stomach because you don't want it to bind on to the good things, where humic and fulvic can be taken with or without food, and you might be saying, well, isn't it better just to take it without food? I think if you know where your food's coming and your water is clean, water distillation is the only type of water I recommend to drink at this point. If you know that that's clean, yeah, empty stomach is great. But if you're eating out at a restaurant and you'd be amazed how many industrial environmental toxins, pesticide, herbicide, residue things get into the food with all the different ingredients that are used to prepare that sometimes it's better when you eat out actually to take a capsule of a binder with that meal. Cause then if you're getting an exposure to some chemicals from that food, you'll bind onto that. So you're not letting them absorb in the body. So I think if you're eating out, I, th- I really believe with a meal is a good time. If you're eating what you know is prepared, empty stomach is awesome. Well, I
0: carry my, my little vial here. We're in New York and I'm like, I got to take that in my purse everywhere I go. Cause it's true. It's interesting. I, We were driving down to New York City yesterday and we're looking all of a sudden, never seen this before, the guardrails, there's just dead grass and everything in between are all the guardrails. And then we happen to get off an exit and we see the truck coming with its two foot sprayer and we're all like, everybody hold your breath. But unbelievable right there. And on the other side of the road is a big uh, lake or some body of water, right? So why is that not? and then we went a couple miles farther and we see people with weed whackers so we're poisoning and we're still then we and these i'm feeling horrible i just wanted to run out and give them some hmet binder <laughs> you know on the side of the road they're breathing in all these chemicals and they have no idea and why is that even necessary? You know, if they're going to go back and weed whack it anyway, why are they poisoning us? And so they're spraying this, it's getting everywhere, right? It's not just staying right on that. So, I mean, it was just, it makes me sicken to think that we need to we need to keep pouring this out on the environment. So again, people we don't realize. I then just did a filtration. I wanted to let the big thing in the news is this PFAS, right? These plastics found in all the water. All spring water now is contaminated. So, so as Jay was saying, only likes to drink distilled water. And I'm a big fan too. I bought the pure water distiller, have it on my countertop. Fantastic. That's the only water I drink, but I didn't get a whole house system yet. So I was like, I'm going to test our tap water. We have a filtration, a very fancy one and a structuring water and all that. And still they found, I mean, they tested, I think it was 75 different types of this PFAS and there was one and we have well water. So I'm like, my gosh, how is this getting all the way down in the earth? But it is, and and we we still had had one in there. So, I mean, you just can't get away from this stuff, right? And so that's why the binders. I just think everybody should be on these binders, and and they are, as Jay said, you can take them with food. One of the problems with with binders if you don't take away, it might if you take medications, you can't do that. And so then people just don't do it because it's a hassle. So to have these these pulpits, and not only do they they bind really, and they bind much more tightly because they're so energetic, but. They also, they're loaded with, right, amino acids and electrolytes too. So they're able to kind of nourish and bind at the same time. What else can do that?
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, a lot of attention gets brought into the binding, but it actually does provide amino acids. It does provide trace minerals as well in the body. So like when clinicians are, you know, testing the products out, especially in the muscle testing arena, and they're like, oh, I'm testing that this person needs glutathione. And you're like, well, if they're taking this binder that has amino acids that are precursors for glutathione, do they still need a separate glutathione product? And then when they test that, they're like, oh, no, it doesn't. I, I guess, I guess the carbons are, <laughs> are enough. And so a lot of times it is just, it's acquiring your knowledge so that accuracy as a clinician or as a patient, like you can figure things out as best as possible. But we're just, we're in a chemical onslaught and I, and I know. Right? I, don't, I don't sell any water machines, and I'd say I probably get the most arrows thrown at me for just recommending water distillation, and, and the only reason I'm doing that is because it's so impactful. When we moved to Puerto Rico, that was over five years ago, because we lived there almost five years now, and now, now we've, we've moved off the island, but my wife got some clogged ears, and we thought it was an ear infection. Couldn't figure out anything natural to take care of it. Even one of my best buds, who's an emergency medical room doctor, his IQ is probably 160, right? Just a brainiac. He's like, oh, you got to get her on this type of antibiotic. And and just very resistant, she decided, well, let's try it. Didn't touch it. It's okay. And then when we finally switched over our water about a year in, my daughter's tummy aches disappeared within the week. And I was like, oh my gosh, I thought there were emotions. And it's been the water the whole time. Within the month, my wife's eardrum started crackling and opening up. I'm like, oh my gosh, we've been drinking toxins the whole time. And you might be thinking, oh, Jay, how do you not filter your water? Well, we were told that our water comes from the rainforest. So it's pure, right? We're on a tropical island in the Caribbean. And mind you, we still used a Berkey with the black filters on top, the white ones on the bottom. We changed them. They weren't old, right? So it's like what were sold on this bill of goods of, oh, do this filtration and that'll clear everything out. It's baloney, even RO, reverse osmosis is better than nothing, but it doesn't get everything out. When you actually test, you find radioactive elements, you find other chemicals still in there. And so just having this belief of, oh, my filtration takes care of everything, like you're just going to run into a wall and symptoms are going to continue to persist because you're drinking poison. Every time you sip on your glass of water and everybody's water supply, like you said, Dr. Rachel is different, right? Some people are well water, some people are city, every well, every city is unique. And even when you send your water in to get tested, the biggest comprehensive test that I found is less than 150 chemicals that it'll test for. And they're not actually all chemicals. And and what was that number? Right, over eighty six thousand different chemicals. And I'm checking for <laughs> less than point 0.1%, And oh, it's it's clear. Everything's good. No, and and why do I recommend water distillation? Because it's nature's natural method to purify the water. If you look at a lake or an ocean, the water evaporates, then it condensates into a cloud, then it precipitates. It's what we call a phase shift. It goes from liquid to basically its gaseous form back into a liquid, that's what water distillation is. And when you're doing a phase shift, it leaves chemicals behind. The only chemicals that will come with that phase shift are certain volatile organic compounds or VOCs, which are easily picked up with carbon, which is why when you do water distillation, you want to make sure you're changing. This is for those that are already drinking water distillers. If you're not changing your carbon filters crying out loud make sure you change whether it's a little pod or a you know depending on the size machine you still got to change that out because any vocs that come up in that phase shift can come back down if you're not grabbing them in the carbon so but water distillation hands down it's not the easy option but what's funny is when we were testing i was testing like when i because travel a lot i know you travel as well a lot dr rachel i was telling todd dr todd watts I'm like, it seems like this smart water tests the best. And he just looks at me, right, with this little smirk, because he's a brainiac. He's like, you know what type of water that is? I'm like, no, what is it? He's like, it's water distilled. It's distilled water. I'm like, oh, that totally makes sense. I didn't even think that they would have distilled water in a bottle, right? So yeah, it's it's interesting as you just figure things out. And I don't hate on anybody. It is what it is. We're all in our journey. But just be open to the possibility that everything that you're thinking and believing today may not be fully accurate and it might be holding you back. It's not to doubt everything, but it's just to open up to what am I missing? And oftentimes, the water supply is a big piece, right? You can make massive changes through supplemental protocols, but if you're continually drinking poison in your water every single day, all day long, because you're a health advocate and you drink a lot of water, I'm sorry, you're not going to get 100% well because you're still drinking that poison.
0: Super. Uh, pure water, the way, and, and I don't have any financial interest in this company either, but I think it's fabulous. It's not a big machine. I, I have it on my on my countertop. And it takes about three hours to make almost a gallon. So it's, you got to plan a little bit ahead, but I bought just three glass bottles. So I'm just constantly making it. I make sure my kids, I mean, when they're water bottles, I don't want them drinking the school water. Are you kidding? Their school sits on an old airplane field. There's been a lot of incidences of cancer up and down that the route there. And I'm like, so with that, squirting a little minerals. I love Selcor's CT minerals. That's another thing we're really... Lacking because we live in a toxic world, most of us are fairly acidic, right? And so this is another thing where the the mouth health comes into to play here. If we are very toxic and we're body's acidic, we need minerals to help neutralize that acidity. Well, where is the mass, vast majority of minerals in our body? Teeth and bones, right? So. Our teeth, we don't necessarily think of the tooth as its own organ, but it is. It's got its own blood supply, limb supply, nerve supply. Anybody has a toothache, they know there's nerves in those teeth, right? And so when we have all that that acidity, the parotid hormone will reverse the fluid flow in the teeth. So we kind of think that the tooth a lot of times is just this stable thing, but it's just like our bones, right? It is constantly remineralizing and demineralizing depending on the environment of the body. So if we're really acidic, if we're so toxic, those minerals get leached out of our teeth. Now the normal acids and bacteria that are present in our mouth combined with whatever else is going on, they will that's how they become less mineralized. And over the last couple of years with the crazy amount of more toxins that we've seen, I cannot tell you the amount of decay that I've seen in my once very stable population. It is just crazy these days, and especially the cavities along the gum lines where the tissue is a little less mineralized. And I've seen in, in dozens of patients, in a matter of months, they're going from hard enamel to completely blown out decay. And it's, it's like baffling to me. So I've been doing more than ever a lot of these toxin tests, organic acid tests. These are kind of simple urine tests where I'm looking at the mitochondria, basically, right? What what is happening? Because we know Mitochondria is like those little organelles that we think of that that's what makes energy. But they're also really important for immune defense, too, right? They can't really do both. And we know when there's any kind of toxins that they block that pathway. So the mitochondria can't make any, right? So what is the most common symptom we all have? Fatigue. Fatigue. Our body cannot process. We cannot make that energy because we have so much blocking those energy pathways. So like in functional medicine, we talk about, well, let's just throw more CoQ10, let's throw more and more magnesium, let's throw more supplements to try to get over that. But if we actually remove the toxins, we get rid of those infections, we don't need so much supplementation. And that's what cord is about. How do we restore the energy levels and how do we get those mitochondria working again? It's not just by throwing supplements and drugs at it, we need to remove them because the body knows how to work. It is an amazing, amazing machine, if you want to call it that. And if we can remove those impediments, it will heal itself from even the moment. You hear about people having miraculous recoveries of all these terrible chronic things, but it's because we've gone in and the body, we've, we've tapped into the body's innate wisdom, right? We've removed the things that are problematic, put back what was deficient, because anytime you have toxicity, you're gonna also have deficiency. We talk about that a lot of the times, just like I was talking about with the teeth. We've got all these toxins, now our body is using up all those vitamins and minerals to try to tackle, to try to help the immune system get rid of these problems. And then we don't have enough to do the normal body processes, so then we have disease, right? So yes, we can throw on all of the, the supplements and whatever we need, but we still have that underlying toxicity. All right? So we've got to bind them up. And and the other important thing I learned from CellCore was about drainage. I, I was starting to talk about this, but I don't think I, I finished my thought. So yes, we can detox, but right, if our, our livers and our kidneys and our lymph are too clogged, right? When I was first sick, I never sweat. I could go in the sauna for half an hour, never broke a sweat. I and my liver was just clogged up from lots of things, including emotion. That's a big one. How many people today have fatty liver? I mean, we're even showing that children are having fatty liver. So our, our livers are are totally overwhelmed. But if you try to detox and those organs of elimination are blocked, you just constantly recirculate those toxins and maybe you develop another symptom or you feel worse. Talk about the Kirkheimer reaction. Um, so so when, with most of my patients, the first thing I want to do, and I ask all the time in my dental practice, how's your poop, right? People are like a little taken aback, but I'm like, I, I don't want to detox anything. I don't want to take out your amalgams or I don't want to do these surgeries, take out your teeth if I know that you can't get rid of the toxins first, right? So tell us a little bit about drainage and why, why that's so important and what you guys are working on.
1: Yeah, the drainage pathway. So, my wife, when we, uh, when she crashed, and of course, what do I do? I start looking at my Rolodex. Who do I know that yes. might know more than what we know? Right. And, and calling out to practitioners, and what do you think? And we got many recommendations, and it always seemed that the opposite would happen, right? Take this to sleep better, take this for more energy, and it like wouldn't sleep be more fatigued, have a reaction. And I, I thought, because at the time, years ago, methylation was the big buzzword. I'm like, oh, maybe she's just a poor methylator, which people still you know, kind of blame it on that even today. But what we realized, I realized back then, was that her pathways to move fluids out of the body were clogged. And that, just like you were saying, if if I'm going to go try to kill a bug whether it's bacteria, H. pylori, or go after the spiral key, chronic Lyme, or one of its co-infections, Babesia, Bartonella, or et etc., that in order for the body to take care of it, you kill the bug. It's got to move it out, right? It has to clear it out. And if those pathways, the drainage pathways, are clogged up, which the colon is a drainage pathway, the liver and its bile ducts are a drainage pathway, kidneys and excreting things through the urine, the skin, like you mentioned, right? My wife didn't sweat for years. She just turned red, overheated. It's that is one of the first indicators that your mitochondria are shutting down because you're not sweating. That's one of the clinical indications of it. So your lungs, right? Breathing, snot, I mean all these are basically pathways to clear, clear things out, the lymphatic fluids as well. And so anytime that something's clogged up and kind of the base of that, drainage funnel like you mentioned was the colon so that's why if you're not pooping at least minimum once a day <laughs> but one to two times a day is better or if you're having a lot of health issues sometimes two to three times a day just to keep make sure things are moving out and nothing's really getting clogged up if you're if your bowels aren't moving it's basically backing everything up in the body and so it's really important to distinguish the word drainage versus detox detox is I'm going to bind onto something and remove it drainage is just the normal pathways that need to move and flow in order for you to clear things out. It's kind of like thinking about, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shave, right? I shaved this morning. I'm rinsing in the sink. It's like that water's got to get out of the sink. How does it get out of the sink through the pipes? That's the drainage pipes in the house. Well, in order, your body has the same thing. So if you're gonna go do something in your body, you got to make sure that the plumbing, the drainage pipes, are moving and flowing. Because if they get clogged up at all, uh, then you're gonna have symptoms, and that's that's when you're like, oh, this isn't working. I'm feeling worse. It's wait a minute. I always ask, just like you said, what's changing your life? And right, are you pooping? Are you sweating? Are you having, and, and just figuring out what are the missing pieces? Because oftentimes it's, oh, you started killing parasites and now the parasites are clogging up the colon. Now you're constipated. Oh, let's just move the bowels. Let's take something to support the bowels to move more. Oh, now I feel better. It's, yeah, because as soon as your drainage pathways clog up, the body's giving you a signal, right? It's, it's talking to you. Every symptom you feel isn't oh, why me? Why do I feel like crap all the time? It's no, this is for you. We think everything is happening to us. This is actually happening for us. And we make that shift that it's happening for us. Then it opens up this mind expansion of what's this trying to tell me? Maybe it's trying to tell you that your relationship isn't good. Maybe it's trying to tell you that the the job you have is not your future. (laughs) Maybe it's just trying to tell you like, hey, You keep drinking poison in your water every day, and you're trying to figure out why you're not losing weight, why you don't have energy, et cetera. Like, the body is giving us clues. We just have to hear them.
0: I love that you said that, because that was exactly the words that came to my mind when I was at the dermatologist, and she gave me a third prescription cream that was a cancer immune system altering drug, and I just said, time out. And I said, my body is trying to tell me something, I just have to figure out what it is. That's, that's exactly how I felt. And it was, again, that higher power, whatever it was, that I knew that the drugs for me was just not the answer. And that has led me onto this amazing pathway where I get to meet wonderful people like you and help just create this awareness. I just feel so passionate about empowering people with the knowledge, to take their health into their own hands. I mean, we don't have to be the victim and it is scary and it's overwhelming and but you know my point is there's so much information out there there are people like you and me and all the other people I've interviewed and all the people Jade knows that that are aware of this and want to help you but the more that you understand that you're in control of your body and your life i think the better everything can be and so that's that's what's exciting to me about about learning all this and then just sharing that knowledge so People know that there's hope and they don't have to have this weight around their, their shoulders with some kind of diagnosis, right? And and as Jay said, and I 100% believe too, that I don't care what your diagnosis is, it comes down to these toxicities. It made me think of a study. I heard Dr. Zach Bush talk about this breast cancer study once and They had found this, I forget the type of bacteria, but they found this bacteria in all these women with breast cancer and said, oh, that's it, it's it's the bacteria. So if we just kill the bacteria, we'll get rid of breast cancer. But when they did a a deeper dive and they looked at the, the quantitative, they said, hey, wait a minute, the women who actually have more of this bacteria actually have a better outcome, right? So again, like you were saying, that bacteria, the increase is a reaction to the toxin that got into that breast tissue, right? So if wouldn't it be amazing if every doctor, every time you went for your annual physical, you had something like a tox screen or an organic acids test, so that you were actually looking for the root cause of whatever it may be, right? And because we're all different, we have different environments, different, different people, we may manifest disease differently, but it can all come from the same source. And if we were just to look at those toxin screens every year, imagine, could we not reduce this huge chronic epidemic we have today? I mean, it is just upsetting to me that here we are in 2023, we have more chronic disease. It's affecting our children younger and younger, yet we still just keep trying to do the same thing, right? What is that? Is that the definition of insanity, right? It's expecting a different outcome. And we keep doing the same thing. So we need people to be aware that we need to tap back into the innate wisdom of our bodies. And we, there's so much social media. There's so much out there that is trying to control our narrative. I mean, it's scary when, you know, the kids, they're on these devices and they have, you know, the for you page. Right. So everything is tracked. You know, everything we need to start to take back, um, you know, our own sense of self. We need to start getting back to mother nature. Right. The whole our whole bodies are out of. Sync with our circadian rhythms, and that's leading to a lot of issues too. That's a whole other topic. But if we could just get back to ourselves, imagine.
1: Well, you you see this in nature too, right? So you see our world right now and how chaotic and interesting opinions people have, and the beliefs, and that oh my gosh, climate change is going to kill us all, and what the media portrays, and things like that. And I think about the human being that when somebody has a heart attack what generally happens if they make it through that oh my gosh i had an awakening i need to change something and they shift gears which is always comes back to the whole the old saying of listen to what your heart tells you right or what's your heart telling you and there's obviously some brain cells there that are dictating your purpose and path But nature is doing the same thing. You're going to see this in the world as we continue, that there's going to be probably more natural disasters. There's probably going to be more chaos in the world because we're so, um, as a society, and this is obviously outside the realm of health, but I think it's an analogy for health, is that we're so off the beaten track and attacking each other and believing my belief is better than your belief, rather than just we're all humans and how do we better The human race and better the world and leave this place a better place than how it was when we came in that we're so much attacking each other and going after each other that it's probably going to take multiple natural disaster type things to actually bring people together to start realizing like hey like we have other common ground here that we need to really change humanity and i think that the human body does the same thing like i mentioned Right. So oftentimes when people make a huge shift in life, Oh, I was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, I was, I had a heart attack. Right. It's yeah, because you weren't hearing these signs and symptoms for years, for years. And then it manifested to a level that you would finally listen to it. And so if I can give anything to the listener right now is hear even the whispers of your body, because otherwise then they're going to turn into the talking voice if you don't hear the talking voice, then it's going to turn into the yelling voice. Then it's going to turn into the freight train hit you action. And it's listen now. And the, the better we do, the better we will. And then also just from a worldly standpoint, like <laughs> this is like a giant movie playing out. Let people work through their stuff, right? You go inward. You work on healing yourself, work on being a leader within your community, within your family, and bettering that around you. And if we just had people focus on that, I think we really can be the change that we wish to see. Absolutely.
0: Well, we're, we're winding down. One last thing that I want you to talk a little bit about is vitamin D. So I was just at a, a course a couple weeks ago and they were talking about, okay, well, here are the new recommendations. If you're between this level and this level, you need to take this many units of vitamin D. But there's a little bit more to the story. I think you were one of the first people to really highlight this for me. And it makes complete sense to me, and I've seen a couple stories. So you talked about how part of the reason why some people might have chronic low vitamin D is there could be intracellular infections that may be preventing vitamin D from being able to even attach to its receptor. And to me, this kind of resonated with me because I think oh, all the parasites that I have, I couldn't, didn't matter how much vitamin D I was taking or how much you know time I would spend in the sun, I could never get up until I got rid of the parasites and this ex- same thing happened to my hygienist who she went on, she, she kind of prescribed this for herself. I introduced her to all the, the ideas. She had skin issues. She was in her sixties, had skin issues her whole life, right? She did high dosing after being on some of the products for a little while. Then she did pair one, two, three, and four high dosing, like four tablets and four dropper fulls, four times a day for 45 days until she stopped seeing anything in her stool. She went back to the doctor and they, she had had autoimmune markers and uh, she wanted to be tested again for them. And he said, no, once you have autoimmunity, you have it forever. So I don't want to run it. And she just said, please, please, please. So fine. He relented. <clears throat> and what came back? Zero. She had zero markers of autoimmunity. Her vitamin D shot up to over 60. All of her hormones were normalized what she did was she treated the parasite. She didn't take vitamin D, right? She didn't take any more supplements. She removed the infection that was preventing the body from doing what it's normally doing. So can you tell, am I right in saying that about vitamin D or what else do you have for us?
1: Well, it immediately, and I I give the listener credit. Well, you massive credit, Dr. Rachel, for being the difference in the world that you're making. But I give the listener credit for just Hearing this out because it's so easy for the human mind to be like, What? I take vitamin D. This is, this has got to be wrong. What do you like? What are they going to say? Like, all of a sudden your emotions start, you know, (laughs) controlling and it's like, Just breathe. Right. And it's being able to, it's being able to to just kind of take the emotion out and think about, you know, when everybody's recommending something, that's where my mind, my pause, I reflect and I'm like, Is this right? Do we all need to be taking vitamin D? Why do we need to be taking so much? Why do we still see people with low vitamin D results? And when you dig in the literature, right, it's obviously very biased in the assumption that like, oh, goes vitamin D doing something or not. But I just step back even further and it's like, how do you get vitamin D? Well, you get it from sunlight. This is just the big, the big conundrum I have with dermatology world of stay out of the sun and you know, somehow it doesn't. That doesn't make sense to me because people feel so good when they're in the sun. But you get it basically by absorbing UVB rays that then goes through a conversion process that basically your body manufactures or makes vitamin D, which is really a a, a hormone, right? You go inactive to active. And so, yeah, you can supplement it. But if you're supplementing it and stop, what's going to happen to your levels? Oftentimes, they drop. So my question, as I looked at the literature and just did a deep dive, this was a couple of years ago that you're referencing that we presented to practitioners, kind of blowing blowing a disruptive topic out. It's just because the literature says the higher vitamin D level somebody has, the healthier they are, doesn't mean it means for somebody to actually take vitamin D necessarily, though. Because I think about, yeah, higher vitamin D, higher health. But does that mean that I supplement with it? Or am I actually looking at what's interfering with my body to make its own vitamin D? And for me, yes, I, I'm i an owner of a supplement company. So this is super shocking, right? I would say I would rather my body naturally make it than for me to supplement with it. Like how mind-blowing is that, right? Because I know that if my body's making it, it's probably doing a whole lot of other stuff that my body needs to do that we haven't figured out in science, and, and, and a lot of times that conversion happens in the liver. And one of the biggest things I've seen as a clinician is people have massive liver dysfunction. Liver does so many different metabolic processes, phase one, phase two, phase three detox. It does hormone. It's big with the hormones in the body. And yet... We're living in a toxic soup that's stressing this organ out that then's preventing vitamin D. And my solution is to give more vitamin D? No, my solution is to get to the source. Just like you said, foundational medicine is getting to the root cause, just like your podcast title is about. I look at functional medicine as it's customizing, which I'm a huge fan of. But what I found is that a lot of people that come in have the same core. Issues, which are what I would consider foundational. You have to clear up the toxins. You have to clear out the parasites. You have to restore mitochondria. You have to open up drainage pathways. And then as I go through that, now I want to get very granularized and customized for that person. So I think foundational medicine comes first. Functional medicine comes after foundational medicine. And I know there'll be disagreements from that, but it's basically clear the static out first the big things that are causing massive issues, and then let's run more granularized. let's look at hormones and customize from there because if you run the hormone thing right away and you haven't done any detox, you haven't done any mitochondrial help, you haven't opened up drainage pathways, you haven't cleared parasites out as well. I mean, we gotta get to that stuff, that's the core. You get to the core, then the, a lot of other things will actually disappear, these secondary tertiary symptoms. And then you're left with some of the, the other core things for that individual. That's where we really get into customization.
0: That's the key. I know we started talking, Jay was talking about his wife and the Lyme. And, and some of you may wonder, oh, well, how, how do we cure that? And we know the most successful clinicians are doing just what Dr. Jay said. It's that foundational piece so again doesn't matter if you have lyme or cancer or parasites or eczema or whatever it is you've got to get at that foundational piece the liver and the liver is so key unfortunately today we have what two enzymes that we check liver function with which is ridiculous right because unless you have an acute infection or your liver is functioning less than 10 percent those enzymes may not show as a problem And we also know, we think about diabetes, we're we're always focused on the pancreas, but really the liver helps to support that pancreas. So if you're, if you've got diabetes, you've got a liver problem. That whole insulin regulation, that really gallbladder, right? Everybody who's getting their gallbladder out left and right. Okay. You've taken away the symptom maybe, but you didn't fix the problem, which started in the liver. So you now, excuse me, don't have a gallbladder anymore, but you haven't got to the foundation of the problem. So, again, no matter what your diagnosis is, we've got to start at that foundation. The liver has got to be functioning, the kidneys got to be excreting the bowels. How many people walk around? Yeah, I go to the bathroom, I don't know, once or twice a week. <gasps> Yikes. Where do you think all of that waste is going? Right? It's really, really problematic. So, if you're dealing with chronic lying, I know the first thing everybody wants to do is throw antibiotics at it, but you know, in my estimation, <clears throat> the more I experience life, I think a lot of us have been exposed, whether or not we've been bit by a tick. I mean, these Lyme and co-infections, I think, are in mosquitoes. Again, they're everywhere. So and again, depending on the body, the state of the body is, are you going to manifest these, right? Like your wife, she had whisperings before and then had the baby, which is a major, the body, the woman's body goes through. I mean, that's when I and that's when a lot of women develop autoimmunities, right? It's after giving birth. We have just literally sucked the life out of us. And in our society, we don't have that fourth trimester where we rebuild the women's body. I mean, I was back to work in four weeks. i my body. Are you kidding me? I mean, I had another daughter in practice. Yeah. I mean, so, so that's, that's the problem. It's building back that terrain. That, that is how we, we get rid of these major chronic problems.
1: Yeah, it's going back to what you said about how do you know there's dysfunction in the liver? If we assume that if I run a lab test, that the lab test will show me if there's dysfunction, right there, I have a foundational belief in the lab test for everything, when clinically I know that that's not the end all. I mean, you look in the literature and think, oh, if I have, let's say I have lymph, my lymph uh, fluids are backed up well, then I must be puffy. I must have what's called edema, right? Where you can push in and see the fluid kind of come back slowly. Well, in in the literature, it says that in order for edema to be there, that the dysfunction of the lymphatic has to be at least 50% or greater. So if I'm running a lab test, and everything looks fine, it doesn't mean everything's fine. It's just meaning that that's not picking something up. And so it's just getting back to a really just going back to the core beliefs of every everything and just reassessing, making sure we're not missing something. Because when somebody is saying, wow, I'm dealing with such massive health issues and I've tried everything, it's, no, you haven't. Because if you've tried everything, then guess what you would have? You'd have the result you've, you've been waiting for, right? So clearly you're missing something, but your own mind is already saying, I've tried everything, which means you're ruling everything out. So no, 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 go back to the foundation. Is it your drinking water? Is it your house? Is it your relationship? Is it your stress level? Is it a toxin, right? We, we need to reassess all these things just because somebody said out of their own ignorance, oh, you're fine, everything looks good and something's not right, great then on to the next person clearly they're they're not going to be able to go be able to help you so i just want to encourage you if you're struggling if you're hitting walls like you're you're exactly where you need to be now just listen to what your body's been telling you because that's what's that's where the breakthrough is going to be and then as you get well then you can be the change you wish to see in your family because if we have our health the world's different you see we make different change. we make different choices we we do things that are more fulfilling we do things that are more beneficial for the legacy of our kids of our grandkids of our community and when you lose your health you see people make very irrational emotional things because they're not well
0: and that's another good point too is you know that sometimes people look towards people like us health coaches doctors alternative cares because they they don't know all this information. But remember that nobody can make you well. You can make you well. There are people who can help you along the journey. People like me and Dr. J and others, we can help you and, and create awareness around things. But it's really if you don't believe you're going to get well, you won't get well. right? So that belief, but you are the only one. People come to me and they expect me to fix them. I know we have to have a bigger conversation and I may not be able to work with that person because you first have to know that you can get well and you will, but you have to have that. Yep. It has to start with that belief, right? So, all right, we're, we could go on and on forever and ever. I'll have to have you back on. we will talk about more other exciting things, but thank you so much for your time. Those of you who know with with cellcore you can go to cellcore.com you can there are providers all over the country internationally now too right so this the opportunity to hook up with someone to look at the site there is so much all cellcore is based on is science right this, these are not just whims made up by Dr. Jay and Dr. Todd so much clinical evidence and even in the short years they've been in business i mean it has grown like gangbusters because those of us who have been using these products know how well they work know how much we've made um, major impacts on our patient's life and and hopefully in the world little by little. So definitely check that out. You can find me, Dr. J, is anybody wanted to to contact you. I know you're doing kind of your own thing. Where, where would you direct people to learn more about these kind of things?
1: Well, if you're if you're a practitioner, I would recommend just get registered as a Cellcore, cellcore.com, just get registered as a practitioner cuz our education in the back end will help to go to the next level. If you're a member of the public or a patient, I would just recommend reaching out to somebody like yourself that knows the products that can help guide you along the journey, or if there's a practitioner in your area, or even a practitioner you already see that doesn't use CellCore, suggest that they learn about it because it's going to take some time. I mean, even last year, about a little less than a year and a half ago, it came out that all the research on the amyloid plaque was basically fraud and made up. And we spent billions of dollars on Parkinson's and dementia and Alzheimer's and all this stuff believing in the amyloid plaque. It also came out that the SSRIs, serotonin for depression, was completely fabricated as well too. And it's like you still see today, people are basing, oh, I have Alzheimer's or dementia. Well, they're still basing their thing on the amyloid plaque, which has already been shown to be a fraud. And it's like, how much longer is that going to continue? You said it takes 16, 17 years for research to actually make it into clinical practice. Well, it's like, how do we speed that up? I don't want to be the guinea pig doing the wrong thing for 16, 17 years. Like, I want to know right away. So getting engaged with CellCore will help speed it up to get people on the right path. But it's it it, it also takes dropping the ego and being able to unlearn so that you can relearn. Because if you already feel like you know everything, then it's really hard to continue to learn because you're stuck with some foundations that need to be unlearned first.
0: And I think that's important for us as practitioners to know we're doing the best we can with the knowledge we know, but there's always more, there's always something. And so I'm I'm not apologizing to my, my patient, but saying, hey, I just learned this. What I thought before may not have been as, but, but now I know this. And I think people appreciate that because I'm at that forefront. I want to do, I want to come from love and I want to do the best that I can for my patients. I don't want to stick to status quo because where, status quo is terrible. I want to be exceptional. I want to give my patients the exceptional, the hope and everything that they want so badly. And, and this is what I love about CellCore. They are reading that research. A lot of us, we don't have time to read that. So they're doing all the good work. And then we just have to go and watch their webinars and go to their amazing conferences and just keep in touch and create. I've created so many networks of amazing people. That's why I'm able to bring you this great podcast, because I've met all of these amazing people and not everybody can know everything about everything, right? So creating this network where everybody has different areas of expertise, it takes a village. And I'm really proud to be part of your village day. So I want to thank you so much you and Todd for creating this amazing community and I just want to keep keep sharing your love, keep sharing your wisdom and we'll be there right along with you supporting you.
1: Thank you so much. I truly appreciate for the listener Dr. Rachel is there anytime I have a question, something dental, teeth, mouth. I'm like let, let me let me text, let me let me call Rachel. Let me see what she says. So thankfully you've been there for me and so many other people. So yeah, just really appreciate it and hope the listener got a lot of value today.
0: Well, thank you everybody for listening and I hope you have a warm time. Have a great day.